Welcome back to the Get Your Guy Fantasy Football Podcast. I am Jason Dominguez. I have with me Mr. Price Gross. Price, you there? I'm here. I'm here. Welcome in, everyone. Another episode of GYG. How you doing, Jay? I'm doing superb. We have uh, week two coming up. I mean, look, we all love this is our favorite show to watch on television, and we're only in the second week of the show, right? So mm-hmm. uh, there's so much... So we know there's going to be more blood to come, so we're just ready for it. But yeah, very oh, yeah, excited. Yeah, if week two was the, uh, I mean, week one was the great reveal. Week two is the is the trend setting week. Week, you know, once is an accident, twice could be a trend. So we gotta we gotta watch out for these uh these guys, you know, rounding into form. Like uh, like Trey said, it's it's that was a preseason kind of deal last week. So this week we're expecting a little bit less sloppy football, a little bit more scoring, a lot of unders hit last week. So let's, let's hope these guys, you know, get off their ass and uh, get some shit together for us. I want some high scoring points to get here. Yeah. Uh, and you know, touching on that, uh, I know Trey kind of mentioned to last mm-hmm. time, because I always kind of look at the season as sort of four quarters, right. And, and, and so in, in each quarter is a little bit different, but there's sort of trends that are going on in each quarter. And as you say, who who is a fluke last week, you know, and, and who mm-hmm. actually is like finally going to this might turn into something here over the next couple of weeks. Maybe not all season long, but hell, sometimes you just got to catch a wave for a couple of weeks, you know, right? For sure. For sure. Yeah, no, it's it's a week to week game. You know, you want to put together your best lineup each week to get a win. You know, sometimes it happens to be the same guys all year long, but a lot of times you got to make moves. Well, let's get into these games that we're about to get going. I know the, we covered a number of the games last episode, and we'll cover the final eight games uh, on this episode here. P, uh, what's our first game we're going to get into? And with the local DBC news, Cool J with a triumphant comeback. First game, we got Atlanta. Looks like they're going to Los Angeles to play the Rams. Rams coming off a loss last week. Atlanta blew it in the fourth against my Saints. We were talking about that. Uh, is this a fluke or is this something that can be sustained? And uh, that's the first thing I want to talk about here is this Rams backfield. Uh, Henderson, Daryl Henderson, was it a fluke or is Cam Akers kind of lurking, waiting in the wings? The projections this week have really swayed drastically. We've got Henderson now projected for 14 and a half point and Akers down at seven. What do you think, Jay? We're going to still be riding Henderson like that, that wave you were talking about a second ago? Well, I think uh, definitely Cam was uh he was already nursing soft tissue injury both of them were uh i just wondered though with him only getting three carries that usually says either one pissed off the coach or two like you really can't go uh and so Mm -hmm. yeah no it's definitely concerning if he couldn't go that's one thing um and i still wouldn't trust that and if he pissed off the coach and definitely don't like that right so yeah no i would be a little worrisome if i had cam Akers at the moment yeah, that's tough, man. It's it, the high draft cost. Uh, I think it was like twenty five bucks in our auction. Pretty tough. Uh, gotta love well, Patterson at, across the way. Uh, what were we gonna say there? I was just gonna add. Well, I mean, but then again, you know, I, I I have questions also about Matt Stafford and and his own little injury thing that they said he played through it last year, but nobody talked about it. But they talked about it this year, you know. And, and so I, I want to see and like look. The Rams come out right here and they just dominate the Falcons and maybe yeah, Akers puts up 50 rushing yards, 40 yards receiving. 
all this goes to bed, right? But uh, yeah. we're going to see. Was it a fluke on those Rams, or, or were they just caught caught slipping one day, getting their rings or getting their getting all their nods that night, and now it's back to business? Yeah, speaking of Stafford, you feel like this is a uh, get-right game, you know, maybe him and Allen Robinson a little bit better week two? I really just don't know about that elbow still. I've been worrisome about it the whole time for weeks now. Uh, I really just don't I, – I don't trust it, and so – yeah, I wouldn't be starting Stafford if I had him. Uh, he could have a great game, you know, yeah. but I kind of need to see it uh, first a little bit. Uh, I need to see him throw to other people other than fucking Cooper Cup. Mm-hmm. I definitely hear that. And and Tyler Higby. Higby did nothing with the 11 targets he had last week. So let's get some Allen Robinson <laughs> down the field, man. Make let, let, Or maybe some of these running backs out in space. So definitely, I think it's, yeah, it's yeah. a get-right game for the Rams. McVay, he's not usually one to uh, – to go zero and two out the gates, I don't see that happening. So uh, on the other side, Mariota, uh, decent decent look last week. Maybe super flex territory, or what do you think? What do you think? Mariota's yeah, I mean, because he has he has the rushing yards. So at least you you know Definitely. you might have a decent floor to at least. Yeah. Let's say he's a shitty quarterback, and what do shitty quarterbacks put up like 10, 12, 13 mm-hmm. points? Right? Yeah, that's probably him. But if you stack five points on top of that thirteen, yeah. now he's at eighteen, right? So mm-hmm. uh, rushing touchdown yeah. last week. So yeah, definitely. I think uh, he's a he's a firm super flex option, even in this tough matchup on the road. Uh, we said Corderell definitely in your lineup. Uh, receivers. Well, well, Pete, you talk about the rushing though, right? I mean, and going against mm-hmm. the Rams D, I got to believe the Rams defense going to come back pissed, ready to play. Oh yeah, especially that D line. Mm-hmm. They're gonna be coming after him. He's gonna have to be yeah. running for his life. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Maybe Corderell back to earth this week. Oh man, that's so weird. Yeah, I don't even know because it surprised me that he did what he did at his Definitely. age. Dude is old. I think I mentioned yeah. the other day, right? He's like he's old and yet he's Seasoned. doing these things. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, but so I, I really don't know. I if I had him, I'd start him. Uh, really, yeah. uh, I would feel comfortable with him at, or, you know, definitely RB two, RB three. Yeah, there we go. All right. Uh, let's go down. We got Drake London. Uh, I was kind of, kind of surprised week one. He didn't have much preseason. I told you I was off those guys who didn't play much in the preseason. He came out against my saints, put up five for 70. Uh, I like him as like a wide receiver three. You know, if he took a chance, it looks like he's going to be their main guy. Kyle Pitts bounce back week definitely. Uh, there's not going to be many weeks there. He goes uh, he goes one catch like he did last week. But you got to uh, believe else? the Falcons are playing from behind, right? Definitely, De- most games. So L- London and uh, Pitts definitely going to be garbage time players. But shit, it all counts the same. Anything else you got for this game, Jay? No, no. We'll go to the next one because you know I I really like this next one. This is the Seahawks going uh, Mm -hmm. to San Francisco or Santa Clara, rather. But uh, nevertheless, going to play at the Niners Stadium. Another uh, possible rainy game, they say. Uh, 70% chance of showers. And so Trey Lance get a break. This is ridiculous. Well, you know, it, I like it, actually, as a 49ers fan. I want him to go through this fucking fire. I want him to feel this suck, you know, so that that way he can go back to the weight room and really get motivated. But, uh, yeah, yeah, it should yeah. be another ugly game. Uh, so uh, now that Mr. Elijah Mitchell is gone, uh, Jeff Wilson is next man up. But behind him, you know if it's another rainy game price, they're not going to have Jeff Wilson take every single carry, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, they're going to have to give some to the other guys. The next guy's up. 
Mr. Uh, uh, Tyrion Davis Price, uh, mm-hmm. Mr. Jordan uh, Davis here, right? Uh, uh, Mason. So Mason, excuse me. Yes, Mr. Yeah. Jordan Mason. Uh, it's actually uh, I. He actually uh, was on the starting roster last week. Tyrion Davis Price was on the. Uh, practice squad. Now, of course, that could be just be due to, you know, special teams. Uh, he's a little bit better at special teams, but uh, otherwise though, uh, I think I like, uh, I think I like him a little bit better than Mr. Tyrion Davis price though. Yeah. Yeah. And then we've, as we've mentioned before the history of uh, the San Francisco backfield, it's almost like the, the lowest draft capital, the undrafted, the kind of no name guy, usually takes the limelight. So uh, I'd, I'd, I'd go Jordan Mason as well. I'm looking here and I see you've added him in our MFL league. So looks like you're ahead of the ball on this one. Well, we'll see. Uh, the reason why I like him also is because uh, going back and watching a lot of his tape compared to Tyrion Davis Price's tape and even their preseason tape too combined and all that, it really just seems like Jordan Mason seems to love contact a little bit more than Mr. Tyrion Davis Price. And in a mm-hmm. rainy game like this, you're going to need to love contact, right? So Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at him, 5'11", 223. That's a bowling ball right there. You know, he's going to come <laughs> with some force. <laughs> yeah, but otherwise, probably low-scoring game. So I'm probably even benching Mr. Ayuk this week. Not, not yeah. so much for anything other than thinking about rain and looking at total touchdown production mm-hmm. points, mm-hmm. you know. Well, uh, and you, you've so, always yeah. talked about those in-division games as well you know like people might Definitely. see seattle as a cake matchup but you've always said like anytime you're playing a division opponent you know it's going to be tough so yeah they're going to go hard well. yeah definitely low scoring i see uh, i don't see it getting out of control though so uh, at least mm-hmm. on the niners side uh, and also one more note for people who kittle owners know this kittle hasn't been practicing he didn't play it last no, week not not expecting him this week either i see he's got a projection here but i i i I've heard he still was today was Thursday, right? Yeah. Yeah. He didn't practice today. So no Thursday practice is a bad sign. Right. And so what that really points to price is for the 49ers for their rushing game to go, they need Mr. Kittle out there. He is a big part of their running game. So that's true. That takes a hit though, folks. Very underrated part of his game. He's got a lot of attitude on that, on that run blocking scheme. Yeah, so we know if you have Debo, you're going to start him. Go ahead and keep him in. But IU, sure, if you want to start him, keep him in. I'm probably going to bench him, but that's – I feel flex. comfortable. Risky flex, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But on the other side there, P, on the running backs, uh, I hear Mr. Walker maybe coming back. What are you hearing? Yeah, uh, so we had a full practice a couple days ago and then falls back to limited practice today. So, you know, coming off this hernia – I've got him in our dynasty league and in one other league. So I'd kind of like him to just kind of take it easy. They don't really need him to come out and do anything a lot. Like you were talking about Chris Godwin last week, or I guess earlier this week, right. it's uh, yeah. if you don't need to be out there, you know, Penny Homer, like these guys were, were carrying the rock. They were doing just fine. Especially if they would have given Penny the rock a little bit more, that game would have uh, been a little bit uh, better for Seattle. I know they end up winning, but I don't understand. He was averaging like six a carry. I think he looked very good right. last, uh, last Monday night. So I think Gino, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a risky super flex play. Uh, Trey Lance probably got to play him if you got him fucking uh, DK. What do you think about these receivers? It's a uh, very, it wasn't much last time or wasn't much on Monday. <laughs> you think these are playable? I don't think Lockett is, uh, is going in my lineup. DK is a, is a wide receiver three, maybe. What do you think with upside? Yeah. 
Well, I mean, I didn't really like these receivers going into the season, mostly yeah, because yeah. of Dino, you know, sure. and so Re- reflected said, in their draft cost as well, though. You know, DK went from a second round pick to like a fourth or fifth. I got him as I think my third or fourth receiver on a team. Yeah, I mean, if he's your wide receiver three, yeah, I mean, throw him in because he's the big dog there. He's going to eat at least at some point if somebody's going to eat. And so, yeah, you want to put in DK. But, uh, yeah, as far as relying on him to get wide receiver one numbers, I mean, I would say flip a coin probably any given week, but uh, yeah, some not. He's, right? he's got the upside because he's a beast. But, yeah, it's going to be uh, a lot of games are going to be a lot like Monday night where it just wasn't there. Uh, I've got no interest anywhere else. Uh, you want to move on to the next game, Jay? Yeah, who is it? The next one we have is that Bengals-Cowboys game. Too bad Pat's mm. not here I don't to be a try and hype us up a little bit. Um, I'll, do my be- I'll do my best, I guess, for the uh, the Cooper Rush experience. Uh, I did see, I think it was Pat himself who referred to him as the uh, Cooper Scooper. So let's hope he doesn't uh, <laughs> shit all over the field on uh, on Sunday. He's a nasty little motherfucker. But yeah, Cooper, man, who God, talk about your downgrade across the board. Uh, everybody the that team. You, yeah, everybody that you drafted that's a cowboy. It's just, it's rough, man. Zeke, maybe uh, low, low end RB two. Hopefully, getting a touchdown. You hope, man. It's just such, such a sad story. Yeah, I mean, everybody takes a hit, and yeah, Zeke. Uh, Pollard yeah, not be, playable. Yeah. He went from kind of a Kareem Hunt hope type of year, you know, maybe that uh, that that flex option with upside. I wouldn't play him. Uh, CD Lamb, what do you think? Low end wide receiver two. Warning, they're going to be playing from behind. Maybe there's some garbage time. And yeah, any any I mean, hope for a CD Lamb owner asking for a friend? Who sometimes I call myself my friend. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, I I would say he probably has uh, definitely. A uh, wide receiver two upside, wide receiver floor, kind of floor. Uh, yeah. Excuse me. Uh, so, uh, yeah, you're going to start him, but you're just hoping he gets a touchdown, like you said. I mean, really. For sure. Yeah, I'd say same same with Dalton at the bottom there. And even as a uh, – I've got Cooper Rush. I picked him up in a super flex, and where my only uh, – one of my two quarterbacks is Daniel Jones, and I'm still I'm, – I'm sticking with Daniel Jones this week over Cooper. I got to see it. He did have a good start last year. Whenever Dak missed a game, they did a, uh, I think it was a nighttime game against the Vikings. He looked somewhat impressive, but I'm going to have to see it. Uh, on the other side, all the studs, right? You know, Burrow, Mixon, Chase. Put them all in. It, it, I don't know about Higgins at the moment. Uh, I'm not sure the latest. Progressing through, yeah, progressing through the, uh, the, pro- the protocol is what I heard on a podcast today. Six hours ago, misses practice due to personal reasons. So monitor that. We'll see how that goes. But yeah, it's only Thursday, so y'all just want to want to check his status throughout the week. But uh, yeah, I, li- I like Cincinnati, man. I think I talked about this on uh, on Tuesday with the uh, the Colts is a, a predictable offense, you know, with some studs that you can plug in, just leave them there all year long. That's uh, that's what we got here, and I'm hoping for a much better game out of Burrow. I think uh, the uh, the rust hopefully came off against Pittsburgh and those turnovers find a way to uh not rear their ugly head yeah no i think i agree with them kind of coming back having a good bounce back game trying to get it right apparently he was pretty pissed at the end of that game you know they had the story of him sitting there at his locker even long (laughs) after everybody already left you know one of those kind of games right and so uh so yeah, bounce back game. But Tyler Boyd, I like Tyler Boyd. Uh, you know, ah. if I had him, I'd probably put him in wide receiver three, wide receiver four. For sure, I, I 
I, I totally spaced on that, but with Higgins missing, uh, Tyler Boyd's definitely getting that bump up. Uh, maybe a DFS play? Yeah, definitely a DFS play if he's still cheap enough, if they haven't priced him up too high. But yeah, I like Tyler Boyd. And of course, you know, now the new third receiver there, if, if Higgins is out, that three receiver becomes mostly Mr. Hurst, right? Hayden Hurst, the tight end. True, true. And the the guy that I saw on the field uh, on Sunday, which stop me if you've heard this, a uh, Mike Mike Thomas. It's not the one you're thinking, but uh, there's a uh, I saw him on the field. Uh, the uh, the other Mike the Thomas. Bengals. So yeah, yeah, he could be the uh, he could be the DFS dart throw as well. <laughs> Yeah, I, I definitely see them as Trey had mentioned, you know, like with the shorter preseason, now it seems like the preseason extends into the regular season here, right? So in a sense, if they do have this bounce back game, I could see them just really just not caring and just putting up four or five touchdowns. They don't care if they're going against Mr. Rush on the other side. You know, that's their problem, right? We're, we're trying to yeah. get better. So I can see them yeah. running it up. Trying to get Rush some help back. We got Gallup, but he's uh, limited in practice, and he was downgraded from questionable to doubtful. So it looks like we're going to do at least one more week with uh, without Gallup. So. Next thing is the Houston Texans are traveling to Denver Broncos to take on uh, Russ and them Broncos. Uh, they're ready to right ride. Now, tra- trail, take the points. I'll tell you that. Oh, yeah? What are the points? Are you aware <laughs> uh, of the I think points? it's like 10, 10 points spread. It's a, it's a big spread. Yeah. Yeah, I would take the points on that, too. Definitely. Yeah. 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 Ten points. Actually, I'd take that and take the nine and a half or ten that Seattle's getting and tease yeah. both of them to sixteen. Yeah. Ooh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> go safe. It, what, why not just take them? Take them both to win, and you know, put twenty to win. You know, three hundred or something. That's what I'd probably do. Well, let's talk about these Texans having a chance, Price. So why do we believe in them a little bit? I suppose we believe in the power of Mr. Davis Mills. It's possible that you and I both believe that Davis Mills is a better quarterback than Geno Smith. Uh, And so we have a little bit of confidence there. Uh, At the running back, we know they have Damian Pierce, even though they didn't utilize him. uh, They used Mr. Burkhead quite a bit, but Pierce will be used at some point, uh, and they still have Cooks and Nico Collins, right? And, of course, now it seems Mills loves to throw to uh, the tight end O.J. Howard out of nowhere, who who mm-hmm. been resurrected. Two, two catches, so, two touchdowns. So we'll, we'll we'll see if he gets him on the field a little bit more. But, yeah, I'm not, I'm not chasing the touchdowns. I see the, yeah. uh, the projections already have him over Brevin Jordan. That's funny. But right. – uh, OJ is a DFS play more than a regular season play. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Contrary in DFS play to, uh, I don't think many other people will have him. Um, so but because of that, field, because all those guys, though, I mean, we, we believe the Texans at least can keep it within 10 points, though. True, true. Yeah, no, they, they showed up last week against the Colts, who a lot of people had winning that division. Denver definitely didn't look uh, play their best game on Sunday or on Monday night, I guess it was. So, yeah, I think this one should be a little bit closer than people think. I just really want to like, I'm sorry. It's obvious, obvious commentary here, but uh, Damian Pierce, what the fuck, you know, like people drafted him, people paid for him. They were talking him up all preseason. Rex Burkhead is, well, let's see, 33, 32, 32 oh. years old. You know, like this is not your future. He's not even your present. So what the fuck, you know, straight up, like just three words for, for that situation. Uh, 
Like liked what I saw in the first half of Davis Mills when they were got up twenty to three. Didn't like as much whenever he was kind of looking uh, deer in the headlights in the second half, letting the other team come back, and they did absolutely nothing in overtime. Disappointed in Nico Collins. Got him in dynasty. Had him in another league, hoping he would get that number two spot. But it seems like they're spreading it out to, like you said, tight ends. Uh, Cooks is always going to be the main guy, but then this guy Chris Moore, their third receiver. He got a, uh, uh, think at least as many, but yeah, he, more more yardage at least is than Collins. So, for for us, Collins hopeful uh, truthers that didn't work out. Other side, is this Russ going off? Is he going to finally get that cookbook and uh, turn the heat up? I kind of believe a little bit in this Texans defense a little bit yeah. there too, to, to to at least be you know somewhat on that uh, Seattle defense level, if if yeah. only a couple of notches lower. But so. Uh, I, I'm just confused on why uh, I guess Javante Williams did not play very well for the Broncos last game. Uh, Melly, uh, Melvin got a, a few more looks. She seemed to get better numbers out of that game though, too. So I'm a little confused on their entire offense as to why it's not clicking. I also saw, you know, Judy get more action. It seems than Cortland Sutton, but uh, maybe that's just because he didn't get a touchdown. So, uh, they're probably still working through it. He's new, right? He's new to the team. So uh, it's going to take them a little bit, but uh, maybe this is the week. I just think Texans keep it close and I don't see the Broncos getting wild and running away with it. I would not feel comfortable starting any of the, uh, the running backs from the Texans uh, on the Broncos side. I'm even concerned about Javante Williams, but hell, you got to start him. You got him. You know, you put him in oh, and Melly sure, Gordon, sure. fuck it. Well, especially if you have any kind of a PPR or half PPR, because those 11 catches, it's not going to be 11 catches every week, but that well, was ridiculous. When most, people, most people probably had Melvin Gordon on their bench last week. I would feel yeah, very comfortable yeah. putting him in. Yeah, yeah. No, he's uh, only at 40% snaps, but he still made that uh, 12 carries for almost 60 yards, a couple catches as well. Uh, both of them lost a fumble on the goal line, so this could easily be a touchdown for each one, and people would be looking yeah. at that game in this backfield way differently. So, Big yeah, J- say, say Javante scores on his goal line. He's got over 100 total yards with 11 catches and a touchdown. That's going to be one of the top guys in PPR. So this could have been a lot different. Um, I feel good about both backs. Like you said, you, you said you're a little bit uh, a little bit lower on Javante. I didn't like the seven carries to Melvin's, what was it, 12? Right. But, that the receptions made up for it. You know, it sucks that I have Javante in a league and it's a standard league, but what can you do? I think he'll, <laughs> he'll eventually, uh, he'll, he'll, it'll be all right. I think, uh, uh, I'm, I'm not scared of dual backfields anymore. You know, everybody expects to be the bell cow, but I don't understand, you know, what, uh, why we need, you know, the, the full, the full load, why so you can get hurt, you know, doesn't, doesn't make any sense. So, but yeah, I liked what I saw out of Sutton and Judy. Judy made his probably his best play of his career, man. Got that deep ball, uh, shook off oh, the yeah. tackler, took it the decent, took it the distance. Sutton he looked like looked, he cared. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Sutton looked like a, a skinnier version of DK Metcalf, you know, he, uh, out there, Russ throwing him a, a couple uh chunk plays. So I think both of those guys are going to be solid wide receiver twos all year long. As far as the tight end, uh, I don't know if I would feel comfortable with that Broncos tight end, Mr. Albert O, like most yeah. people were, because it seemed low, like Russ low, was kind of spreading it around. Exactly. Low in tight end one until, uh, for, for me, he needs to get the bulk of the, his, the, own, the tight end snaps on your team. You have to dominate that first before you can uh, really yeah. be considered as a, as, a, as a real option. So I, I would be looking elsewhere at someone like Tunyon. Uh, we talked about Higby earlier, but yeah, there's a few different tight ends out there. If you're in a league where you can get Taysom Hill, 
maybe I'd play even him over Alberto. But uh, we got some halftime hits. Uh. Got a little uh, surprise note that uh, a little lady just sent me. She's a Chiefs owner, and she's wondering tonight, should she start Marquez Valdez-Scantling or Mecole Hardman? What do you think? I like Mecole. And yeah. we'll be judged on this because this will be listened to after the game. But I like Mecole. That's true. That's true. This, is, this is live stuff right here. So I, I agree as well. Uh, MVS, was, uh, he's a downfield threat, but I don't think Pat's all about throwing those deep balls anymore. Pat can spread it around, and Miko plays an underneath roll. So we're going to go with Miko over Marquez Valdez-Scantling in that one. When Miko's in the offense a few years now, right? So he knows it better. True. He's got the trust. What all else? right. What else we we've got? got a, we've, got a, we've got a bonus question. Should you or can you drop Sky Moore? Is, uh, is this something that you should just wait and get off the waiver? Is this maybe not going to be, be the year of Sky Moore? Uh, I, if I had him in a redraft league, I hope you didn't spend a lot on him. I would guess you took oh, him at yeah. the end of the draft. A dollar you know? after the 10th yeah. round, something like that. Yeah. Then uh, I would not cut him just yet. I Don't mean, we only had one week. Like it. Yeah, only one week. Cool. Yeah. Juju. And uh, basically, I feel like if Miko. Valdez, Scantling, or Juju, any of them get hurt, Sky Moore can get his opportunity. And if that happens, then he could all of a sudden become the main receiver to go to. So I'd say hold Look, on to him. Rookies can uh, can pop late in the year. When we've seen lots of scenes like this before in movies, P, and, and, and I'm sorry, but you know from Game of Thrones, you know the, the, the great Battle of the Bastards one where <laughs> Mr. Snow is out there in the middle of the field all by himself, yes. right? But then, and then you he, get the scene of everybody. He draws his sword. He's not afraid. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like you see, like everybody just smash into each other, right? And you hear all the metal and everything, and and people are going down. You know, it's it's a battle of attrition, and for me, uh, that's what this first quarter of the NFL season is. It's everybody smashing up against each other. In about four weeks, we're gonna see who's still standing. You know, and uh, there might be spots for Mister Sky Moore to then step in when people are going down. So for sure, for sure. All right, that was a nice little uh, surprise uh, note slipped to me. I feel like I'm uh, on Dateline, uh, but uh, yeah. Oh, hold up, hits. hold up. Oh, we got, wait, we, we got, got one more. One. Okay. We got a little uh, Jared's favorite game, Mr. One, two, three. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. Silver, Jeez. gold, bronze. Jeez. Who is it? Say this club is about to close. So how many girls is going with me tonight? One, two, three. One, two, three. I got a couple of choices and I ain't trying to be biased, so I'm like, yes, <laughs> you formerly known as keep trade cut, but it had such negative connotations to all yes, positive yes. players. We just wanted to rank them simply. So, yes, yes, yes. I think Do I might know start... who these who are these three players. Oh, yes, yes. The, uh, the 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 surprise three. I believe it was running backs. We've got uh, one we just talked about, Mr. Penny. Uh, another one we talked about, Mr. Ezekiel Elliott. And the third was Kareem Hunt. 
So let's put those mm. in order for our uh, our faithful caller. Uh, what do you got? I'll let you go first. Yeah, uh, I, th- Zeke, I think this Penny. one's pretty easy for me. Uh, okay. I think I'm going to go Penny, Kareem, then Zeke right now. Okay, okay. Uh, mostly and mostly and for folks, as we already said, you know, Dak is out. He's going to be out for some time, regardless yeah. of whatever Jerry yeah, Jones yeah, yeah, wants yeah, to yeah, puff yeah. into you. And so uh, it's going to get rough going. Zeke was already having rough going, right? Yeah. So, yeah. And Kareem... And, and- he could still be traded to a whole other team still, you know, and get more That's touches true. somewhere else. So, yeah. So is that this week and rest of season for you? Uh, rest of season, yeah. Like if I have all these three guys and I have to kind of sort them by who I'm going to keep and who yeah. <laughs> and maybe who not, yeah. Okay, I like it. Uh, I think this week I'll probably go the same, but I think it's very close between Hunt and Penny at the top. We saw even with the backup QB uh, that Cleveland offensive line really uh, it'll make lanes for anybody. Chubb still ate and Hunt Hunt still had a good game. Zeke, I'm scared they just don't have the same offensive line and the same schemes to to make things happen with a backup. So we put Zeke at three, uh, Hunt and Penny as a one A one B. But if I had to pick, I think uh, Penny could get a, a a nice. He's got the the break the breakaway capability. You know we saw that big chunk plays at the end of last year. So uh, well, there you go. You know, you got your answers. P let me say something like I said, I don't really ever hear anybody say about this man. Let's, let's be real about Mr. Zeke here. Okay. Mm-hmm. Zeke coming out of college. Wasn't exactly like the baddest, like running back of the land that nobody had ever seen. Like he was a great running back. on probably, I think they were a championship team. Ohio state at some yes, point. Yes, probably, right? He was on one of those. So, so yes, great running back, great team, all that. The reason why he did so great his first year and even second year and why he was such a high draft pick even in fantasy football his rookie year was because everybody knew he had the badass offensive line to open up those mm-hmm. big assholes that you just mentioned. Cleveland is opening up for Kareem and Chubb, right? But like, if if he had been drafted to some other team, not the Cowboys – Yes. Like nobody would have had him in that conversation, right? So yes. maybe now it's just time to say that he was he was very fortunate to have a great offensive line, and he, maybe he just can't do it without that though. And he's getting older, so it is what it is. Hey man, come it's a combination of factors. It's never just one thing, but uh, what you just said is a very very large factor. That is not the same O line he's running against. It was a great wall part two or three or whatever you know two point version you want to talk yeah. about. It is not anymore, uh, either through free agency or lack of, you know, replenishing and, and now injuries that, that, that offensive line has been decimated. And, uh, that's one of our big reasons I think we're down on the Cowboys is cause we just don't think on top of all the QB and everything else going on. If you don't have a good O line, you're, you're really behind the eight ball to start the game. So that's, that's tough. All right, that was our halftime hits. Let's go into the uh, second half of the episode and the rest of the weekend. Slash, uh, this looks like the nighttime games, most of them. Uh, the first one we've got, Cardinals at Raiders. Should be a shootout. I like the over on this game. Uh, the Cardinals D definitely looked like it wasn't uh, into stopping anybody last week. D car, yep. hopefully uh, hop back in, you know, uh, last week wasn't great, but I think this is definitely a get right game. Uh, I think I heard the Vegas total had the Raiders at something like 20, 
26, 28, just a massive expected points when you put together the uh, what they were favored by and the over-under. So I like Jacobs. I like Carr. Uh, you're always going to play Adams. Uh, the question is, I'd say, what about Renfro? He had a big year last year. Is it not going to be the same? You know, I don't think he's going to have the same opportunity. It's just a just a different different deal for him. So I probably even wouldn't play him in this plus matchup. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, and he was another guy I was I was lower on than most going into Definitely. the season. Mostly because, yeah, he had great production in that a lot of it was due to opportunity with Mr. Waller being out. Now you add Waller back in the equation and you add in Mr. Devontae Adams, who's going to suck up all the targets, right? You know, it's just Mm -hmm. it's hard for him to replicate that uh, with those guys sucking down targets. So, yeah, yeah. You you mentioned Waller. It was a slow start. Uh, You got to play him, but I'm kind of concerned with 17 targets to Adams. I just don't know. Right. Can you what kind of believe it? production is left over after that? So uh, we're going to keep with Waller, but that's something that we definitely have to monitor, right? It's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's really weird. I mean, but then again, you know, I've seen uh, Carr throw like 17 times to Waller, you know, one yes. game. <laughs> and, but true. maybe not every game, you know. So yeah. Uh, yeah. maybe it'll just kind of swing back around and, and maybe – you know, all of this is like like a boxing match at times, right? You know, you're kind of showing them one thing here and there. And so when they stop that, then boom, you come with the other thing, right? And so maybe there's just true. the Raiders and Josh McDaniels saying like, look, we're going to keep doing this until you stop us, you know? And then once they put an extra man over there, boom, now we're going to hit you with Waller, right? Or we're going to drop underneath yeah. you. So, yeah, no, I, um, I, I could see Waller getting deep as well. He's a tight end, but he's still got that speed to go deep. So he could get a, get a chunk play a lot like a Kyle Pitts. Uh, let's hop to the other tight end. Zach Ertz made his way in garbage time, but shit, who's to say it wouldn't be the available again? I guess, let me look at his status. Is he healthy? He's a red zone target Thursday. there. For- yeah, yeah, full practice Thursday. Got his touchdown, only two catches, 14 yards. But, man, I think he's, uh, if, if you're hurting at tight end, I don't I don't hate it. Um, no. What do you think no, about this? No, I like uh, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. JJ approved. What do you think about this wide receiver room? Uh, there was a uh, talk that AJ Green was going to be on the field and important. Didn't happen. Yeah. Rondale Moore on his way back. We'll see. Uh, the one person who led the lead, led the receiver room in targets, and I think the team, Greg the Human Dorch. I uh, I don't know. Greg, if, uh, hold the Dorch. Yeah, hold, hold the, the Dorch. Door. I like the Human Dorch, like Human Torch. You know, he's like a superhero. <laughs> We'll have to put a, a poll up to see uh, hold the torch is good as well. So we'll see. We'll see what people like. But yeah, it's 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 too easy. It's too easy. But yeah, seven just, for 63. As long as Rondell Moore doesn't play, he's a PPR option, right? Uh, he. I still don't trust it. So I, 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 wouldn't, <laughs> I, I wouldn't put any of them. I just because I don't know what Kyler is going to do. Uh, is that game come out that he plays or what? Uh, I'm not. Oh yeah. You talked about that. The fucking uh, call of duty. Yes. Yes. I don't think it's out yet. I haven't, I've, I stopped playing first person shooters, so I don't, I'm not too sure, but, uh, but yeah, yeah. I don't don't think it's out yet. So we, we, we could get a better game. Uh, fuck man. I'm, I had Kyler at like seven in my seven or eight. Like I wasn't going to have him on any team because he really, I had him in a league last year and the, the, the fading down the, the end of the season really cost me 20 points. I see last week, but I shit. I don't know. What do you think? Mid mid tier QB one. 
Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, Kyler's still gonna be. You you got to put him in because he can still get rushing, uh, especially you know if he's getting limited help from his wide receivers. Ertz is his best one right now. So yes, I like Ertz a lot. I'm really confused on the running game because James Conner didn't do much. But can we expect if the running game were to take off, then would we see a little bit more action? Right? We didn't see much there. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. No. Uh, the 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 entire situation was pretty bad. They were coming from behind. Uh, Connor didn't look that great. He had, you know, only five for 29 receiving 10 for 26 rushing. Um, I think he should be, you know, I don't, I don't think he's going to be that, that study was last year, maybe more in the RB two range this year. Yes. I was lower on him than most. I know a lot of people had him as RB one, but yeah, RB two is what I would feel more comfortable going with. Yeah, if the, if the offense isn't going to be on, clicking on all cylinders, it's going to be tough because I don't know if he's the most, you know, physically talented guy. I, he's he's big and he's good at goal line, but I just don't know yards per carry and yards per touch. Uh, asking for a friend who has him in two leagues, are you playing Hollywood Brown this week? Uh, No, I don't trust him. Mm. Somebody's got to catch the ball. I know that. But uh, but again, if they can get the running game going, I've got to believe they want to get the running game going. That's what they did very well last year. And that's when they were kind of doing well was when Connor was going off. And so, um, yeah, I just don't know if they can get it going. So we'll see. Maybe it all hinges on the running game. For sure. For I don't show. like it, though. I don't like yeah, it. I, it's, it's I, tough I, to hear. It's tough to hear. But I understand, man. Like Kyler's passing is... The more the years go by, the less comfortable I am watching that kid drop back and try and pass to one of my other receivers on my fantasy team. So it's and the it's Raiders' tough. defense pretty good, you know. I mean, so. yeah, yeah, no, no. The uh, the receiving defense, the uh, they had uh, Herbert had to go to his uh, third option, uh, DeAndre Carter. So mm-hmm, let's see mm-hmm. if uh, let's see if the human Dorch uh, comes up again. It'll it'll be interesting to see. DFS darling. He ain't my darling, though. Jay Jay does not recommend. (laughs) (laughs) I stay away from that guy. So, all right. Next one. This is NFC North. These these, these Chicago Bears are going to the Green Bay Packers. Uh, We'll start off with the Packers side. They've been getting quite a bit of criticism this week, Mr. Aaron Rodgers. And, you know, Devontae Adams is gone now. And so, one, uh, I don't trust putting in Aaron or any of the receivers right now. Um, Two, I do like both of the Green Bay running backs, though, still. I don't care what happened last week. I still think both of them can still give you good good production. So what do you think on those Packers? No, I'm I'm loving it. Uh, I think the the Jones is definitely looking for a a bounce back. Uh, Mm This fucking... mm -hmm. Bears matchup is nice and tasty. Dylan showed uh, he's going to get goal line and receiving. That's amazing to hear. So uh, yeah. I like and, I like any catches too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Goal line and receiving. It's a. Uh, it's going to be yes. quite a uh, quite a year for these Green Bay running backs. If if this team starts firing on all cylinders, last week they only scored a few points, and Dylan still had a good game. So. Yeah, this, well, is at some a, point, me, Bryce, this is a lot like the uh, the Atlanta fucking L.A. Rams game where you've got a team who is supposed to be a playoff team. They look like shit week one. Now they're playing a, a, a cupcake at home. Sorry, Jared, but I think the, uh, the, the this is a get right game for the Packers. Yeah, it could be. Uh, I just believe also that, you know, if you've ever, you know, played Madden before and sometimes you get a team that's a little weak at wide receiver and 
you have to look across your roster and figure out, well, who the hell can catch on here? And sometimes you just have to throw to your tight ends or your running backs. Yeah. And I yeah. feel like that's where Aaron Rodgers is going to, where he's starting to think like, look, man, I just got to get first downs. I got to move the chains. Fuck it. If I got to do dump downs, do whatever, you know, you know, they'll get more catches. So, yeah. yeah no, whoever I, I whoever like the, the best athlete is, I like it. I like it. So we're looking at Lazard. Yeah, we're looking at Lazard coming back. We've got a questionable second straight limited practice with an ankle. Mm, I don't know. I think uh, tough to tough to lean on him quite yet. Uh, say Lazard plays, do you play him? And say he doesn't play, who's your pick of this bevy of Packers receivers? Okay, so I'll restate. I don't like any of them. But having said that, if I got to pick one out of all of them, I'm probably going with the Dobbs. Uh, normally Lazard ah. if he was healthy, but with it being first week back, I want to wait a little bit till they get full strength all the way. So yeah, just this week I would go the Dobbs route, and then maybe hopefully next week going back to Lazard moving forward. So. Yeah, yeah, I, I I like Dobbs, but I think that the uh, how close Watson was to that deep touchdown last week, I could see him getting the uh, the deep one this week because that guy looked like the fastest man on the field. Like yeah. it was, uh, he was big, he was fast. He reminded me of kind of Chase Claypool vibes, but a little bit skinnier. So. Uh, I, I think uh, if he catches it, you know, that's also, that's the big if. We saw the uh, the what happened with Valdez Scantling. He had plenty of deep opportunities, and he dropped mm. more than his fair mm-hmm. share. And Watson, I mean, mm. and then uh, Rodgers did not let him forget it. So let's oh, see yeah. how it works out. But I, I, I think if Watson's healthy, and it looks like he is, and he gets a fair share out there, I think he's good. A guy I like is the uh, the tight end, Tanyan. You know, only uh, he had a small he's percentage. Of the snap. Exactly, yeah. Everybody thought that he was going to be eased in the uh, – the ACL last year, he was only at 36% snaps, but he turned it into five targets, three catches, 36 yards when the, the entire offense didn't do anything. But just looking with the eye, the eye test, he looked a lot like he did a couple of years ago, man. I, I, uh, I took a flyer on him in the league that I completely punted on a tight end and I'm, I'm starting him this week. I don't give a fuck. What do you think? <laughs> well, one again, like Lazard, He's been there a few years, so he knows uh, the system, right? So the circle Aaron, of trust, Jay. You have to be within the circle of trust. Throw that Bob Marley wannabe motherfucker out of here. That's right. That's right. Especially Aaron's circle of trust. This guy's been doing ayahuasca. He's getting tripped out. He ain't trusting nobody now, just the people closest to him. So, uh, yeah, it's funny. But, no, that's not, not a bad one. Uh, I might not go with him, but uh, I just don't trust any of the receiving options. I only like the running backs on the Packers. That's it. Well, let's say let, I'll, I'll give you my options. Would you go Tanya or Taysom? Ooh, ooh! I know it's rough. That's what one. happens when you punt, dude. I, I, yeah. I, 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 I started Joku and got one one point last week, so now I'm well, uh, I'm shuffling the did deck. Did you not see that? I actually, like your boy Jawan better than Taysom. Ah, yes, yes, yes. He Juwan was ran he was on routes, the field. But- how many no. goal line carries will Juwan get? I don't think it's as many as Taysom. No. He, he, he's <laughs> not going to get those, uh, but he did run quite a bit of uh, plays. He was on the field quite a bit, and he got targets, no, no. so it's, I like anybody it, who gets opportunity. The the surprising thing about Juwan was we were all expecting as Saints fans for Adam Troutman to be that guy, and it was Juwan. So you are you are correct as far as the, uh, the actual tight end, not the, uh, the <laughs> quote-unquote, you the know, uh, wildcat move move around in every position guy who needs to be labeled for with something but uh yeah we'll see how that works out but uh 
Maybe the um, NFL just needs to have a new position, like the way baseball used to have designated hitters. NFL just needs designated baller, where they're just yeah. utility. Whatever the yeah. fuck you want them to do, they'll do it. You know exactly, exactly. A running back, uh, wide receiver, tight end, just meld of all of it. But uh, with Jared's gonna go. be mad. We haven't talked about his. Bears. I was about to say, man, we got to get to Justin Fields. He made a couple <laughs> big plays, and he got the win last week. Uh, he's a he's a nice super flex, even in this matchup. You think, right? Uh, yes, uh, he didn't run much last week, but that was an ugly game. I mean, it really was just raining the whole time when, I mean, every time, uh, old boy, Justin Fields came on the field, he, uh, he looked like somebody had just blown a nasty ass fart around him. I mean, just cause <laughs> the rain was just hitting him in the face and he had this face on <laughs> Oh man. It, it, was, it was a rough game, but no, yeah. I do like Justin Fields. Um, yeah, against the Packers. I believe the Bears are thinking, fuck the, you know, they can see the blood in the water, right? And say, you know what? Let's get these Packers while they're hey, down. So. The Vikings just got them. Why can't the Bears, right? I know I, I'm almost regretting my, uh, I, I'll tell Jared right now, I take it back, the cupcake uh, comment from a, a minute or two ago, because now that I look at it, man, I think, why, why can't they compete? You know what I'm saying? Like, this Packers team might be wounded, you know, fucking uh, come in there on Sunday night and make a statement. Uh, David Montgomery mm, didn't didn't quite. Khalil Khalil Herbert played better uh, against yeah. the Niners. Uh, yeah. he, he looked better, uh, and it was an ugly game. You know, and so that's kind of hard to judge for rainy games like that, man. For anybody who's ever had to stand in the rain for hours upon hours and just be soaked <laughs> all the way through down to your balls, uh, it gets pretty miserable, right? Yeah, you know, so you never know. When people get into their feelings, when they're not really going off and it's all slippery and their cleats aren't working the way they want them, right? You know, like uh, mm-hmm. so. things just aren't going your way. It's not your day to day. No, I feel so we'll that. See. We'll see. We'll see. We'll... Yeah, no, but exactly. Khalil Herbert did play better. I, if you had Khalil Herbert or, or you could make a move for him, I might consider it, you know, for later down in the season. But stash. He, he just looked better. Yeah, he looked better. Uh, Mooney did not have a great game, but again, it was a rainy ass game, people. So I assume Mooney's going to get his catches as long as it's not storming on them. So for sure, if the uh, as long as the, uh, the the weather cooperates, I like Mooney and Komet to both be the uh, the two top targets and actually put up some stats this week. Yep, I'm game with that. I don't like anybody else there on that on that, that Bears team. the next one we've got we've got monday night football there's a double header gotta love it double header. Why, yes i don't know why it wasn't on uh on the opening exactly. weekend but uh we'll take it on this monday uh titans at bills Ooh, those bills man talk about oh, coming out shit. guns blazing we gotta start oh, with them shit. there's no way you can't start with the bills josh allen qb1 locked and loaded uh, these receivers, I think Diggs and Davis, both top 15 or 20 options every week. Yep, Pretty much yep. uh, set and forget it. Uh, the backfield, we saw Moss instead of Cook. Uh, that's not what our you know draft rankings, at least most draft rankings, said. Uh, you I think know, but I said it in the preseason. 
You I did, said, watch right? out for Moss Jay. in the preseason. Jay's <laughs> always fucking got that, that 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 thing that nobody says. Somehow Jay's got it on his radar. I love you, Jay. It's just nobody wants to believe it. And I'm like, just, just be careful. That's amazing. That's amazing. Uh, you were right, man. We'll see if it if it switches halfway through the year. But I think right. I like I like Singletary as the uh one A and it could be Moss is the one B and that's it, or we could have one A, one B, one C. So uh let's hope it just Let me ask with you this, two, man. What's up? Mr. Gabe Davis. Mm-hmm. He is uh he is everything that I hoped and thought that he would be. And I know my man Trey was mad at me that I traded away him in Dynasty, but he didn't mm-hmm. realize like I had been saving him for two years, two and yes. a half years yes. for that moment that he would be ripe mm-hmm. to to sell at the produce store, you know. So <laughs> uh, and so I sold him because he was free. And, yeah. and I wanted and I needed a running back. And so I, I needed a second, you know, I needed a draft pick so I could draft. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, and I couldn't start. I had like five receivers, right? So I can't uh-huh. start all of them. So, so either way, I like Gabe Davis. But my question to you is: is moving forward, just one week of football? That's all you've seen. Would you rather have moving forward the rest of the season, Gabe Davis or Terry McLaurin? Uh, but I believe it or not, I think I had this in my preseason rankings. I had Gabe Davis at I think sixteen or eighteen, and I think I had McLaurin at nineteen or twenty. So mm, uh, I'm, I'm nice. gonna stick with Gabe. Yeah, that's how. That's like I'd take my own rankings to the draft, and uh, having him that high meant I got him on three of my four drafts that I went to. So uh, yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was quite a quite a quite an all in moment for me. But fuck, man, I. I think that uh, 98% snaps, that was the one thing that we were lacking. You know, the, when you had him on your team all those years, you just oh, yeah. wouldn't leave him on the field. 98% snaps, and I heard that he led the team in routes run, you know, over Stephon Diggs. So as long as he's going to be on the field, only five targets last game, but I expect that number to be in the six, seven, eight range most games. And if he gets eight, six to eight targets, I think he's getting double-digit touchdowns because that seems to be his specialty. And, uh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm pretty glad of at my investment after one game. Uh, when I'm only asking, P, for, for those people who are kind of still, you know, they're still trying to – they're still learning the ropes of fantasy football. Well, mm-hmm. if you have somebody like a Terry McLaurin or somebody who's got a big name and maybe you have some extra depth on your team, maybe you can pair that person with somebody else on your on your bench to Very go true. get like a Gabe Davis. Right? Yeah, so. no, I would uh, – Terry McLaurin's a good name. Brandon Cooks, I would try and yep. go – I would trade him for Gabe Davis. Um there's there's quite Marquise Brown, you know, he he was probably around that same area. There's there's quite a few names that that I think uh, you could maybe get on a, on a if if someone has them in your league and they don't value him quite quite yet because he doesn't have that name value. I like that call, Jay. All right, uh, so yeah, I just want to get to that before we get it over to the Titans. Mm-hmm. And Knox backs. is just a Knox is a dart throw tight end kind of yeah. one catch last yeah. week. Hope he gets a touchdown. Yeah. Yeah, so, now that they have Gabe Davis, uh, he's just a nice uh, red zone target for Josh Allen to to help with you know the the whole mix. So yeah, um, yeah, Hunter Henry type. Hope he gets a touchdown. If not, you're unlikely to get paid off. Uh, what do you want to start with on this Tennessee side? The, the, these running backs, you said. Well, uh, they're playing the Bills, so I've got to assume that Mr. Tannehill is going to have to throw quite a bit, or they're mm-hmm. going to hope that they control the clock, which we know that they won't. We know the Bills will put up points in the first half, right? Mm-hmm. So they're going to be throwing. So Tannehill uh, might have a few more passing attempts here. So if he's throwing more, uh, I do like the kid that he was uh, throwing to in week one who sort of went off the rookie. Uh, we talked about him. I think we – didn't we talk about him last yeah, episode? Yeah, I think Mr. I brought Kyle him up, Mr. Mr. Phillips, yeah. 
Yeah, Kyle Phillips, though. So uh, if he's throwing quite a bit, that guy, Kyle Phillips, doesn't seem to be getting like the deep balls, folks. But, you know, hell, if he's going to be getting, if you're in PPR, half point PPR even, you know, if, if he can get six to ten catches uh, in this sort of comeback game and playing against the Bills, then uh, that might be a nice little uh, play for you this week, at least, though, too, uh, from yeah, the wide no, receivers. Yeah. I feel that. Maybe a, a DraftKings play as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah yeah no i like i like both of those guys over the robert woods or westbrook akine for sure yeah i mean uh the burke is great but i've got to believe burke will probably cost you a little bit more right or Mm -hmm. he's probably on somebody's team but yeah if uh, the other uh mr kyle phillips he may not even be rostered still so no no uh, you're right In in our mfl he is unrostered right now are you expecting a game out of Henry? Because I've got low expectations in this at Buffalo matchup. I think Hilliard might be seeing more of the uh, the work if they're losing in the second half. Yes, so I would believe if they were playing comeback that yeah, we would see a little bit more Hilliard. But at the same time, Hilliard is uh, was not practicing. He's been a little little uh, limited himself. He hurt himself last game, so uh, he may not even be able to go. And so I think if it's Thursday with injury, so who knows. Yes. So uh, if he's in the game, you know, he may not be playing full speed, right? Full 100. They may not be trying to force him. So this is uh, not looking good for the Titans right now. Right. King Henry cannot be the king. Yeah. Yeah. Hassan Haskins. I I, I don't like Tannehill. I'm uh, I'm low on Henry this week. And uh, yeah, beyond DFS start throws at Burks or Phillips, I don't see any other value on the Tennessee side. No, no. No, I don't. I would take Tannehill, though, just because he might have some passing attempts and he might get some rushing. But uh, he's, he's always due for a rushing touchdown, that's for sure. When this Bills D-line, we saw they were pretty good against Matt oh, Stafford. Man, eh? They so, swallowed Stafford many times. I believe the Bills were very motivated that come-out game, right? Yeah. They're playing against the Super Bowl champs. Make, I mean, a, make they, a point, opening night, definitely. Yeah, I think they were very motivated. But uh, th- it's in Buffalo, so they're going to have the uh, Bills Mafia going on Monday night football. That's going to be crazy. So, uh, uh, yeah, it could get ugly, though, Monday night. But we have another Monday night football game after that one because if that one gets ugly, people, you can say, okay, hopefully the next game will be better. Why? Because these are two NFC teams that could be playing in those, looking for that NFC championship. We're talking about the Vikings traveling to Philadelphia to play the Eagles on Monday Night Football. Both of them looked great uh, last weekend, and now they're going to have to play each other. I guess the the one great thing that the Eagles did, uh, maybe we're not great at, uh, Price, was probably their defense by giving Mm -hmm. up all those points to the Detroit Lions. For us us fantasy folks, that's great. For for Mr. Mr. Gabe, it's uh, not as great. Our friend, uh, Philly fan, he probably wasn't as happy to see the Lions run all over and pass all over that defense. And come back and almost make it a game, though. Yeah. And that's the Lions. This is the Vikings now, though. Ooh, I'm, I'm excited for this game, man. I think it's going to be a late-night shootout. I'm really excited for this. these two up-and-coming teams. That's why I'm not excited, Pete. It's so late, I'm going to be asleep by the first quarter, damn it. <laughs> that's too bad, Jay. Get yourself an espresso. Get yourself a, uh, a late-night coffee and uh, see if you can make it an extra hour or two. If not, well, I, know the- you, I know you love to wake up early and hit those replays. Oh, yeah. 
Oh yeah, no, I do. That's all I do. I pour all over it before mm-hmm. before the workday starts. Six a.m. Uh, replays. Thing. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> More like four thirty a.m. Just trying Jesus to get them in. Christ, so. <laughs> you're, you're like Rocky, but with the NFL footage. <laughs> <laughs> so these Eagles, we like Mister Hurts to do hurt uh, hurtful things, uh, at least fantasy wise. Uh, hurt hurt in a good way. Uh, hurt so good, good definitely. Yeah, but the running backs. Uh, do you trust anybody or do you just feel, look, if you've got miles, you have to play him. Yeah, no, I've got miles and a, and a firm RB two. I, I liked his, uh, he got, I know everybody got a rushing touchdown last week, but I like miles uh, usage while the game was still, uh, I guess it wasn't, it was in hand and then it wasn't, and then it was back in hand. But uh, yeah, right. no, I think as, as long as the game's close, I think miles should be the, the one a to gain wells, probably one B and then Scott should be an afterthought. Hopefully. But uh, I think Gainwell, desperation, you know what I'm saying? He'll, he'll get some touches, but he's in that uh, that firm 1B role, it seems like. Fucking well, A.J. Brown. That's oh, the lead, in my opinion. My God. Monster. Cocky, explosive, and always aggressive. We got the, we got the, 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 the tail of the tape here. I feel like it's freaking, uh, freaking Frazier and Ali at receiver with Jefferson and A.J. Brown. Who do you think comes out on top in that matchup? Oh man, I'm gonna take AJ Brown. Ooh, um, he's so big and badass. It's it was awesome to see. He was really hurt all like, last year, uh, so we didn't really get to see a whole lot of badass AJ Brown. And I feel like he's fully back to that uh that form that made him so imposing when he was a Titans Titan stud. AJ Brown is a guy that you might want to try to trade for in this sense that he could be a top four, finish top three wide receiver. Uh like it reminds call. me of that TO year. That that was the cliche I was going to was the T.O. coming to uh, Donovan McNabb, the Eagles, yeah, a yeah. great receiver, getting a big arm quarterback who can get him the ball now, you know, and just boom. Uh, so I like A.J. Brown. Definitely, definitely. Uh, Dallas Goddard, uh, you play him as a low end tight end one. I guess that's kind of oh, a yeah. deal his whole career. I think Goddard's going to be the wide receiver two here going, you know, I mean, on this yeah, team, AJ no, Brown no, no, and I, Goddard. There was a, a very distinct lack of uh, Devontae Smith last week. And so let's see if he can have a bounce back. But until further notice, I would have no part of him. Yeah, uh, let's I go to that other side. Yeah, it sucks, man. He was a high pick, but AJ Brown come in and, you know, fucking Debo stole your chain, bro. <laughs> like that sucks. Right. And, and, and we like Devonta Smith, and we both know that he's going to do good at some point, but yeah, we just want to wait until he starts to do good, though. Yeah, I think it'll be more deep balls. You know, I don't think it's going to be as much volume. Uh, on the other side, I think Minnesota is one of the easiest teams to to analyze. Uh, Kirk Cousins, low in QB1, you know, definitely super mm-hmm. flex play. Dalvin Cook's always in your lineup. Justin Jefferson's mm-hmm. probably the top mm-hmm. receiver. Adam Thielen, though, is this uh, an Adam Thielen bounce back in a shootout type of game? Because Minnesota really wasn't pushed last week. Like, that's the one thing I noticed is Green Bay didn't put up any fight. If Philadelphia, say, even gets ahead, we could probably see more Thielen and even some Osborne, right? Oh, I think so. I think so. And especially the way that Kirk Cousins and Thielen are boys like that. You know, you, you always see this sort of these kind of relationships. Uh, I get you back next one, right? You know, mm-hmm. and so, yeah, mm-hmm. I definitely could see that. A nice little bounce back from Thielen for sure. Yeah, keep him in your lineup as a nice uh, a wide receiver two, maybe high end wide receiver three. Uh, no interest in Irv Smith, man. I don't think you know it sucks. I don't know what his draft capital was, but it was it was pretty first round pick maybe. I don't know, but 
Oh, just oh okay. you mean real draft capital? Yeah, yeah, no NFL draft capital. No, no, no one invests <laughs> anything in fantasy. But you always, like for me at least, I, I look at you know the most talented players to see if that high draft capital is going to turn into something, and you we just haven't seen it. And so until further notice, he's he can be left on the waiver wire even. Uh, but no, I'm excited you know, for this game, man. I think this is going to be probably the best game of the week, and I like it on the Monday night slate. Well, other than the one going down tonight, these Ooh, Chiefs yeah. and Chargers. Yeah. Oh, yes. Hearing some yelps in the other room from Angelo. Let's go. I want to go check that <laughs> out, man. Let's get out of here. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, we'll get out. Appreciate everything. We'll do some recaps. Uh, we'll try to maybe get a recap episode out for you on Tuesday morning next week, though, with waiver pickups. Good man, Jake.